You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. The Thunder get into the win column last night with a 117-110 victory over the Phoenix Suns in a game that was, well, way too close. (laughs) And not only is that my opinion, but that's also the opinion of Billy Donovan, and he will speak to us about that coming up in the second segment. And I did talk to another member of the media that will remain nameless, will remain nameless, and we both agree that Billy is letting it fly a little bit more this year, and he is being a little bit more candid with the answers and just a little more irritated with the way that this team's playing and letting us know about it. He's letting us peek behind the curtain more so than any other coach in Thunder history throughout its 10 years, and there have only been three But Billy is letting his feelings be known a lot more than Scott Brooks ever did and a lot more than Billy did his first few years here in Oklahoma City. I have no idea how P.J. Carlissimo was with the media. I can only imagine if he's anything like he is when you talk to him one-on-one, he was very honest about the direction of the team. Also, Billy will talk about the health of Steven Adams when he found out about Steven Adams Last night, we'll tell you why Hamadou Diallo was a scratch for last night's game. If you haven't already heard, we'll get into that. And I unfortunately didn't get to ask my question to Billy last night about how we decided to sit Hamadou Diallo versus maybe fine Hamadou Diallo for what he did. But that's coming up on today's show. And Russell Westbrook will tell us all about the pizza for shoe trade that really wasn't a trade that still went down that is buying Russell Westbrook a lot of points with uh, everybody today. A lot of brownie points for Russell Westbrook after uh, making that deal with the young fan. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City and News Radio 1000 KTOK. Also in Oklahoma City, I'm a credential member of the media. I've been covering the Oklahoma City Thunder now for six seasons and enjoying every single minute of it because, for the most part, it's been a fun organization to cover, even if this year has been a struggle. Still like a lot of people inside the organization. And I'm a Thunder fan. I'd like to say lifelong, but they've only been around 10 years. So I've been rooting for the Thunder as long as you have, and um, that's why it makes this season so particularly painful that they've started off the way they are. But maybe things are turning around after last night's win. Let's jump into our content today. The big news from last night wasn't only that the Thunder got their first win of the season, but Steven Adams unfortunately did not play this game. Adams was out with some stiffness in his calf, so that led the way for Nerlens Noel to get his first start in an Oklahoma City Thunder uniform. And I don't think that there's any question at all that Nerlens Noel has been the biggest, most pleasant surprise that we have gotten from the Oklahoma City Thunder this year. I guess you I guess you could argue Dennis Schroeder 
was a nice surprise, especially in the preseason. But last night, Nerlens Noel was an absolute monster, playing 26 minutes, going 19 of 14 from the floor, had 20 points, had 15 rebounds, and on the defensive end, this guy was a beast. He took advantage of the situation that was handed to him and gave you a lot more than you possibly could have asked for. And I remember when the signing of Nerlens Noel went down, I wasn't that thrilled about it. I just thought, okay, that's a nice signing, but the Thunder have signed Paul George, and this guy really hasn't lived up to his expectations. But Nerlens Noel proven that if you get in the right system, or at least he's proving that if you get in the right system, get with the right team and, and can get healthy and find somebody that understands how to develop your skill set, then you've got the opportunity to really contribute to any organization. And I wish the Thunder had somebody that they could play behind Nerlens Noel other than Jeremy Grant if Steven Adams is going to be out for a game. But it is nice to know that when Adams goes on the bench, you've got a capable backup. And if Adams is going to be out for a game, then Noel can be more than just a capable starter. And uh, last night, I look at Paul George's numbers, look at Russ's numbers. In my opinion, if, if I had to give out Player of the Game Awards, Most Valuable Thunder, the MVT Award, I would have given it to Nerlens Noel last night. Here is Billy Donovan after the Thunder's 117-110 win over Phoenix on when he found out about Steven Adams, what he told the team, and what he thinks of Nerlens Noel and the way that he played against the Suns. Um, we usually come in around 40 to watch film. I probably find, found out at 42. And I just told the team that wasn't sure what Steven's stats was going to be, and if you couldn't play Nerlens, you're going to start. That was the extent of it. How pleased were you with what Nerlens did tonight? Um, he did a lot of really good things. You know, he was really, really active. I thought he was very active defensively. Um, you know, he scored some points on some lobs and some rolls, and he got to the free throw line. Uh, but, you know, I was really, really impressed with his defensive activity tonight. He did a really good job there. Remember, Billy was the guy that went down to Florida to recruit Nerlens Noel to come to Oklahoma City on the same night that Paul George was telling everyone that he was coming back to Oklahoma City for an extended period of time. So with Billy, I believe there is extra interest in seeing Nerlens Noel be successful considering that he took his time to go give the pitch to this guy whom for the most for the most part I think people thought was washed up. I I don't know that anyone thought Nerlens Noel was a guy that was ever going to live up to the potential that he had coming out of Kentucky. And now maybe we can start to see the player that a lot of us thought he was going to be the year that he ended up declaring for the NBA draft. Speaking of Kentucky players, Hamadou Diallo out for last night's game inactive because he missed walkthrough. Yes, Billy Donovan deciding to uh, not play Hamadou Diallo because of that. Send a message to the young man. I wanted to ask Billy Donovan how you decide whether or not you're going to find someone versus not play someone. And Brett Dawson and I had that conversation last night. Didn't get a chance to um, ask it to Billy because by the time that conversation was coming around, essentially the press conference was over. But Brett basically says since it's a rookie, you go ahead and you let this guy 
you, you don't play him. You, you let him know that he, in a sense, he's expendable. He hasn't earned the right to just be late to things where if it's a dude like Russell Westbrook, you can pull a little bit out of his check because you need Russell. And Russell, just via his time served in Oklahoma City, can be afforded that leeway where a guy like Hamadou Diallo could not be afforded that leeway. And I, I guess I get it, but if Hamadou Diallo can help your team win... I wouldn't mind finding him and seeing him out on the court because that's that, ultimately that's what it comes down to. As much as you want players to be disciplined and dedicated and follow your rules to a T, you also want to win. And if it means that you're just going to have to bite the bullet and deal with a guy being late and it's going to cost him money, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. As far as Adams' health, let's go back to Steven Adams real quick. As far as his health, that stiffness in the calf, how long he's been dealing with it, here's what Billy Donovan had to say when asked that question. Billy, I don't know how much more info you do have about Steven, but is this something he had been dealing with, or is this like literally like... I have actually know nothing about anything that's going on. <laughs> I mean, I basically went in and talked to the team 42 minutes before the game, they just basically said that he was dealing with a, with a foot and lower leg issue. I didn't even get any information or anything. So after we get done with this, I'll talk to medical because they usually give me an update after the game going into tomorrow's practice of who's where and who's dealing with what. Um, but I, I don't know. I really don't know anything other than the fact that 42 minutes before the game, I was told he's not playing probably. And I haven't seen anything on Steven Adams today. There's a good chance that this is something that we will find out today. And as of now, as of the recording of this podcast, his status is still up in the air for Tuesday's night's game against the Los Angeles Clippers. But uh, Nerland's Noel, a nice surprise. Terrence Ferguson today had his rookie contract extended one more year not a big not a big surprise for Oklahoma City to uh, re-up Terrence Ferguson this is a guy that they believe in and even if fans aren't really thrilled about the way that Terrence Ferguson is playing offensively and last night just looking at Ferguson's numbers not a bad night 27 minutes 50% from the floor scored 6 points i think a lot of people want to see more offensive production outside out of the uh, two guard spot I don't blame him, but um, who was it? Burton didn't play all that much last night at all, and Timote Luwa Cabarro didn't get in until the waning minutes of the game. So whatever the Thunder do think of those two guys, they're not getting the opportunity to really go out and prove themselves right now. And as far as Burton goes, this is a guy that's the, the majority of the impression that he makes on the Oklahoma City Thunder is going to happen while he's down with the blue this year. It's not going to be during his time in Oklahoma City. So when you do get those minutes, and last night he did get a couple of of minutes, um, five to be exact, then, you know, and, and Luwa Cabarro got a total of one, six minutes between the two. I don't know if in five minutes you can necessarily impress people, but you've got to take advantage of the minutes that you're given if you want any hope. But uh, as of now... Terrence Ferguson looks like he's going to be the guy at the two spot, and um, Oklahoma City has exercised the third year of his contract, um, which will keep him here until next year. Much to the chagrin of Oklahoma City Thunder fans. And we'll talk about that two-guard spot. We'll uh, go back to it coming up in segment number three 
and discuss whether or not Alex Abrinas is a guy that deserves to start at the two spot. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. And despite the Thunder winning last night, Billy Donovan's still not happy with the overall performance. We'll let you hear what Billy says next here on Locked on Thunder. We'll have another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast out later this afternoon. That'll be right in time for your drive home, so you can listen to that on your way home as well as uh, sometime tonight or right before bed. You can do the same with Locked On Thunder. Hey, we don't care when you listen. We just want you to listen. And it's Locked On Thunder at LockedOnThunder.com and uh, LockedOnPodcast.com. That's LockedOnPodcast.com to get all the Locked On Podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network. And uh, we thank you for supporting this one, as well as Locked On Sooners and uh, all the other fine podcasts that we produce on a daily basis. We are your number one local daily podcast. And as we like to say, it's your team every day. So the Thunder win last night, and you would think that just by virtue of winning, it would mean that People inside the organization might be a little bit happier. They might be a little bit relieved to get that first win out of the way, but uh, not so much. Just because it's a win doesn't mean that things are necessarily all roses and rainbows and people aren't holding hands just you know, skipping down to the peak every opportunity that they get. There's still a lot of things for the Thunder to work on, and one of those things is learning how to close out games, learning how to close out halves. For when you so when you do have a big lead, you do not let teams get back in the game. And I will say the one thing that I am still constantly seeing from the Thunder this year that better get fixed soon is defensively, they're still giving a lot of open looks to teams. And I understand, and Billy's gonna explain a lot of stuff about possessions and so many possessions, and that this game is set up for the offense still. You want to be playing good enough defense so you're limiting the opportunities as far as people getting good looks at the basket because eventually, as we saw with the Celtics, they will make you pay. Here is Billy last night on the Thunder, not closing out the first half, not closing out the fourth quarter, and overall, Billy not sounding, even though it was a win, not sounding real happy with his team. I mean, listen, we're, we're, I don't know. The game, the game ended up being a seven-point game which to me, for me as a coach, is disturbing, you know, because, you know, we're up by 27 <coughs> points in the fourth quarter, and we didn't play particularly well on both ends of the floor. And I don't think we should have ever been in, in, in that situation. And we have to get that corrected, and we've got to be better in that area. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily closing out the game today. I, I, I don't look at it out as closing games, but it's it's like, for example, there's two minutes to go in in the half. They scored ten points. You know, we we've got to be able to close. Like it's we can't have it's if there's like I think I, I think I said this before the. Uh, 
before the game, you know, there's so many possessions now, and the game and the momentum can change so quickly. I mean, look at the way the momentum changed in the fourth. I mean, we got up by 20-something points with seven to go, and it ended up being a seven-point game. I mean, the momentum in games changes so quickly, and three, two minutes, three minutes, the whole game can completely change. With a couple bad possessions, they get hot, make some shots, a couple fouls. Next thing you know, they go on like an 8-0, 10-0 run. Game just totally changes because of the number of possessions. So that's something we've got to get better at. Um, you know, I, I think the, the the team tonight did a really, really good job. Um, they played hard. They executed the game plan. They did really good. But I thought we had lapses. And in particular, in that fourth quarter, there were a lot of lapses. Which is just something that comes with time. But you can tell Billy is... This is the most we've ever heard Billy talk before. And I was talking to another member of the media last night, and I just asked him, I said, you know, is Billy, do you think Billy is being a little bit more open with us and being a little bit more critical than he has in the past? And the answer was definitely yes. And maybe you're hearing Billy say things that in the past he would not have said to the media, but he's starting to let his feelings be known a little bit more. And I don't certainly I don't get the feeling there was an edict put out to Billy Donovan. And I don't think he's necessarily in the same danger that Tyron Lou was, who just got let go from his job in Cleveland. But certainly something the way this team is responding certainly isn't settling all that well with Billy Donovan. And now it's up to him to get it corrected if in fact he can get it corrected. And one of the things you can always do is tinker with the lineup. Billy Donovan says the four is going to be fluid this year. So it's two games in a row that we've seen Jeremy Grant start. And we know that Patrick Patterson's been struggling. But last night, Patterson, phenomenal game for Oklahoma City. Probably his best game since he's been at Thunder. Scoring 17 points, 60% from the field. He was hitting threes and he got a dunk. As far as Patrick Patterson and his shot coming around, Billy had this to say. No, I mean, like I said before, it, it's not like it's the first time these guys have gone through slumps in their careers. I felt that, you know, as, as long as these guys have played the game, there's going to be ups and downs through their careers, and they've dealt with different kind of struggles. And generally the reason they're at the level they're at right now is players playing in the NBA is they didn't have to handle adversity in terms of personal adversity when they're not performing and playing at the level they want to play at. And for Patrick's... You know, who's obviously shooting the basketball. And, um, you know, he'd get in the gym. But I, I really was never, like I said before, I was never really worried about his shooting. I mean, if he gets enough looks over the course of 82 games, you know, like if it's just amazing. Like if it was games like 30 through 34 and he didn't shoot the ball well, people probably wouldn't say very much. But because it's the first four games, there's such a focus on it. Or if it was like, you know, sporadically throughout the course of the middle of the season. Um, you know, I think if he's getting shots, I feel good. The thing I was, the, the thing that pleased me the most tonight with him was his first three was a miss and it got thrown right back out to him. He shot it right again. I, I, I really, really liked that kind of confidence. And that's what I'm looking for as a coach, you know, is to see a guy just shoot it and miss it, come right back, I'm shooting it again. And, and he made the next one and he got off on a really good roll after that. I'll agree with Billy that if it was sporadic, we wouldn't pay that much attention to it. And the argument would be, well, hey, no, he wasn't good on this particular night, but he's been good on all these other nights. He's absolutely right. On games 30 through 34, you have to remember you're in a market that is 
that that has the Thunder under a microscope, and at least in Oklahoma City, the Thunder are never, they are never going to have the luxury of people ignoring them because this is such a college, this is such a college football market, and people are so conditioned to watching college football that even in the NBA, where maybe you shouldn't be under the same microscope, as a college football team, you're still going to be under the same microscope. And that's something that you're going to have to get used to anytime that you decide that you want to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder or you're drafted or your coach or whatever. There's just more attention paid here. Maybe not from the national media. And so far, the, the Thunder still not in the national spotlight, maybe the way I thought. But if for some reason this win doesn't turn into a win tomorrow night against the Clippers, then maybe the national spotlight shines a little bit brighter. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, how did Russ come out on the trade for pizza for shoes? We'll tell you. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Locked on Sooners coming out later this afternoon. Thunder and Clips tomorrow, which uh, we'll try and produce a show early in the morning so that way we can get it out to you and you'll have plenty of time to listen to them as uh, you make your way to the peak or as you get ready to watch the game tomorrow night. Uh, during last night's game, Russell Westbrook had a, a great PR moment where a young fan um, either offered him pizza or Russ offered to trade the young young fan pizza for shoe. The kid decided that uh, he wanted to keep both, and Russell Westbrook spoke about it after uh, last night's game. So have you ever had a young fan that tried to trade you a piece of pizza for a shoe uh, before a game? Uh, nope. I mean, I had a conversation with him, uh, just asking if he wanted to switch his pizza for the shoe. He decided to keep both. So. <laughs> <laughs> feel like he came out on the short end of that trade, I guess? No, I actually came out on the on the on the very low end of the, of the train. Did you though, Russ? I that that has uh, that 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 viral video has made the rounds today. Much like Paul George's incredible half court shot to uh, to in the in the first quarter last night um, when George was having a spectacular first quarter. Both those videos have gone viral, and those are the kind of videos that buy you points with fans and every once in a while buy you points with media. So when the media decide to knock Russell Westbrook for his personality or things that he's not doing, there's always that to fall back on. So hopefully for us, it's not necessarily a fleeting moment. It's one that keeps coming back throughout the year and continues to play on NBA Highlight Reels. Thunder, get another crack at the Clippers tomorrow night, and we will break it all down here on the Locked on Thunder podcast as we get you ready for that game. And um, overall, I would say with this team, at least it, it's a win. It's not perfect. It's still a work in progress, and I know that you're tired of hearing that as a fan, especially since this is supposed to be a more cohesive unit. But for now... It's a work in progress, but a win tomorrow, that becomes a streak. Right now, it's just one game, but a win tomorrow, that's two in a row, and two can easily turn into a streak from using the old Bull Durham cliche. Still a long way to go in this season. Thunder 1-4 and will break down the Clippers game tomorrow here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. And until tomorrow, 
I am Eric G. saying everybody love everybody. And of course, peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.